Um, just a couple of, yes, it is in progress. Um, I want to just let you know that Kayla is doing a lot of double duty today with some other additional tasks. So if we get a little behind in lyrics and things, we're just going to send her lots of blessings. There's a lot going on in the office today. So uh, as always, let's start with our song, Sanctuary, that reminds us to be a sanctuary in our own hearts for ourselves and for each other. Love, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. One more time, let me see you sing. Love, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for A sanctuary for you. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Thank you, Connie. That was beautiful. As we um, enter our Sunday service, uh, let's just open our hearts and our minds to just the wonderful words of Tony. Tony, would you like to say anything about your message just briefly before we sing our next solo or have our next solo well i want to say just get ready we're going to be talking about change and transition so you know let's put on our big people pants and get going <laughs> all right thank you tony so connie our second or our first solo I'd be happy to. And when uh, I'm going to change songs, so I, the second song I'm going to do, I have not rehearsed um, because it just feels like I should change it, so I will. But this song I chose because something we've learned here and have been practicing for years is when in doubt, and change can make us feel uncertain, right? What do we apply? Let me see it in the chat. When in doubt, apply more. And that's what this song is about. You got it, Diana.
Love is not proud. Love does not boast. Love, after all, matters the most. Love does not run. Love does not hide. Love does not keep locked inside. Love is a river that flows through, and love never fails you. Love will sustain. Love will provide. Love will not cease at the end of time. And love will protect. Love always hopes. And love still believes when you don't. Love is the arms that are holding you. Love never fails you. When my heart won't make a sound, when I can't turn back around When the sky is falling down Nothing is greater than this Greater than this Love is right here Love is alive Love is the way the truth, the life. Love is a river that flows through. Love is the arms that are holding you. And love is the place you will fly to. Love never Connie, thank you. And with further ado, Reverend Tony Bain. Tony? Thank you. So, as we have talked about, our, our lesson today is change. What is it good for? You know, Charles Fillmore, co founder of Unity, along with his um, partner and spouse, Myrtle. He said this in the 1930s. He says, life is an ever-evolving, ever-progressive upward spiral of conscious evolution. I'm going to say that again. Life is an ever-evolving, ever-progressive upward spiral of conscious evolution. And you can find this in, in um, 
uh, atom smashing power of mind, at least something close to this. So in other words, Charles said, life is meant to be changing. We're meant to be in transition. We're not meant to be in stagnant, comfortable living at every moment of our life. I don't because how do we grow? How do we internally grow if we are always in that that stability and always trying to make things uh, and keep things in status quo? So have you ever considered what makes change and transition appear to be so difficult? And are you aware of the differences between change and transition, especially in the process that you're going through? So let's start with change. Change is a pivotal moment. It's a pivotal moment when an announcement is made or a required shift is called for. Now, that shift, that change can include anything you regularly do. It can be a surprise. It can be a car accident. It can be working at weight loss. It can be a death, a sudden death of somebody, a loss of a job, a sudden loss of a job, a divorce, somebody suddenly asking you for a divorce. Um, it can be a promotion. It can be a demotion. Or it can be the minister says they're leaving. Those are all change moments. They're pivotal. Now, transition is the period of adjustment that it takes to get through the change. So right now, this ministry is in transition. The change occurred many months ago, and now we're in transition. And and in transition, when we're really working it, which is why um, the board is working with me, when we're really working transition, regardless of what it is that's happening in our lives, transition can move us to the next level of awareness. And you, friends, each one of you, is really important to this process because of what you add to the transition via your consciousness. And what you add will either make it go smoothly or support it in being difficult and making it really bumpy. Robert Bromet in his book, Finding Yourself in Transition, says that the evolution of consciousness is the driving force behind all physical evolution. So the evolution of consciousness is why you're in the midst of this. So why not sit back, take a deep breath, and just go, ah, this might not be what I have, would have chosen, but here it is. So let me grow through this in the best way possible. And Robert also says, not one thing in our life occurs without purpose. Not one thing. I want you to think about that. Happens in our life, occurs in our lives without purpose. So have you thought about, from a spiritual perspective, what the intention or purpose might be behind everything that's going on in the world. Everything brought on by the pandemic. And then bringing it home to a personal level, your ministry by your minister leaving. Perhaps on both levels, the global and the individual of your ministry, there's an invitation being extended to you. 
an invitation that does multiple things. It's an invitation to new levels of spiritual discipline, of walking your talk, which you cannot do without spiritual emotional maturity being present. So that's one. It's an invitation to experience and know that life and even this ministry is a hologram. And what is done to one is done to all. The minister leaving wasn't just done to one person. It was done to everybody within the collective system. It affects the all. Three, it's an invitation to see how the integrity of the all affects the whole. Will you stay in integrity and presence, presence and present <laughs> during this time? Or will you be one of those people out there naysaying, I'm not going to have more, I'm not going to get a new man, I'm going to be just like the old one. And I'm, you know, you know what? All of that affects the hologram of the ministry. And the ministry is a hologram. It's a system. And one affects it all. And the last invitation is a call to decision-making. A call to decision-making that invites you to no longer be attached to the egoic me. This is what I want. That minister was the only one I needed. And to be open to a more expansive consciousness that says, ah, wonder what the universe has in store next. And I call that in my book, The Power of Being, Dancing at the Edge of Mystery. Dancing at the Edge of Mystery. Friends, we, in spiritual growth, there is a point where we become willing to dance at the edge of mystery, to not have the answer to every question, to not always know what's happening next, but to invite the universe to support us through faith, to dance at the edge of mystery. And we know that in the Gospels, it says faith is a grain of mustard seed can get us through anything. So. Teilhard de Chardin, a Catholic priest from the 1940s, very, very leading edge, said evolution occurs in stages. And a new development of consciousness occurs within each stage. So evolution occurs in stages, and a new development of consciousness occurs within each stage according to a pattern of increasing complexity. So right now, you're in a pattern of increasing complexity. But when you reach a certain level of complexity, a convergence takes place. It's a critical point where the evolution will either dead end or it will make a quantum leap to the next level of consciousness. And every new level of consciousness, according to Teilhard, is preceded by some type of perceived crisis perceived crisis or strain upon a system. So it could be a health challenge, it could be the minister leaving, but all of it is meant to be part of the evolutionary leaps in consciousness for us. Barbara Marks Hubbard, a great teacher of the 90s and early 2000s says, quantum leaps are evolutionary drivers. 
quantum leaps are evolutionary drivers, you know, and crisis often precedes transformation, but not all crisis leads to transformation. That becomes a choice. I must say that again. Crisis often precedes transformation, whatever that crisis looks like, loss of a job, divorce, whatever. But not all crisis leads to transformation because some people go down the rabbit hole and just stay stuck in status quo and what they want my way. And they're not going to get their way back. Their way is not going to come back. <laughs> so, so why live in all that stress and strain? So what does it mean? It means you are the architect of your next step of evolution. You don't, either you go with flow or you go with resistance. Go with the flow or go with resistance. And if you go into resistance, you block the highest potential and possibility for your next wave of evolution. So back to the question, what makes change so difficult? Well, change means changing habits. And we're so comfortable, friends, in our habitual ruts. So comfortable in our habitual ruts. And here's what Dr. Joe Dispenza shares regarding habits in our habitual ruts. He says, by the time you're 35, you've created your own self-habits. You have a set of memorized behavior. Sometimes it's even going to church with the same minister, the same seat, and the same pulpit. But the set of beliefs and perceptions, emotional reactions, <clears throat> excuse me, and attitudes that run like a computer, and they run you. I found it so interesting. <clears throat> My husband and I went away for a few days, and we were in a restaurant, and two women came and <clears throat> sat down beside us and they said oh my god am I glad that our church is going to be opening up and that our church opened up and the other woman looked there goes yeah but I went in and there was somebody new sitting in my seat <laughs> my god we just been through a pandemic and you're worried about somebody coming and sitting in your seat be thankful people are coming back to church <laughs> you know? so that's what I'm talking. And Joe Dispenza says, these habits are so ingrained that when you want to change, you only have 5%, 5% of your conscious mind available because the other 95% is all caught up in those old habits in that old computer program. And it becomes part of your emotional pain body as habitual thinking and feeling. And perhaps you've had this. You want to think positive, but you go to the negative. You want to create a new future, but on some level, you feel it'll never happen. You want to trust the universe, dance at the edge of mystery, that something might be in store, but you've been there, done that, you know nothing's going to happen. That's the mind and the emotional body in opposition. And for us to truly be an energetic field of potential, we must have the head and the heart in alignment, emotions and feelings in alignment. Then we become a vibrational broadcast signal that goes out into the field in a pristine way that invites new possibilities to arise. In fact, invites the highest possibilities to arise. You know, wanting to change doesn't cut it. Doing does. Charles Fillmore called a practical application 
conscious practical application, being willing even when you don't want to. One thing I've known about doing ministry for 30 years, over 30, you think there aren't some Sunday mornings where I've committed to doing a talk and getting up and, and being present for two services or flying somewhere and doing workshop where I haven't went, I don't want to. And then I say, but nevertheless, I am willing. But nevertheless, I am willing. And that makes all the difference in the world. It just shifts me immediately. So I'm going to take this moment, get ready to go from preaching to meddling. And here's what I'm going to meddle in. How many of you get up each morning and consciously create a new future? Today is the best day of my life. Today is my day of great fortune. Florence Shovel Shin used to say that every day. Today is the day of my amazing good fortune. I do. I get up every morning. And you know why you don't? You know why people don't do this? Because they don't believe. They really don't believe it's true. Because if you believe this true, you'd get up every morning, you'd wake up, you'd open your eyes. First thing that would come out of your mouth, today is the day of my amazing good fortune. And you'd pop your feet out of bed. I say it again, today is the day of my amazing good fortune. Because I believe it is true. And I know that something good will happen to me. Because if you really knew it, would you ever miss a day of doing it? If you really believed it, how could you miss a day of doing that to start your day? That you can create your future now. So either we get up in the mornings and we are allowing the environment to control us, or we are inviting ourselves to be the masters of our destiny. One of two things happen. We're allowing the environment, meaning anything, any people, people, whatever, to upset us, to get in our way, to create havoc. Or we become to make the conscious choice to be masters of our own destiny. Friends, it's energy. Everything is energy. If you want to know how the universe works, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency, Nikola Tesla says. And when I found that quote 15 years ago, before it was ever popular, that quote changed my life because I started to truly study it. It sung something in me. It was a new note that began to be sung in me. And I went looking in, in like, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Way of the Pilgrim, where the pilgrim was looking for, how do you do the prayer of the heart? That's what I did. I took Nikolai Tesla's uh, statement and I went looking for, what does it mean? Everything is energy, vibration, and frequency, and that's how the world works. What does that mean? And the answers that came to me over the next several years have changed my life dramatically, dramatically. And I've been on the path then for nearly 35 years. And there I was in office again at the beginning. So this is what happens in ministry. Every day we're asked to be the novice. Every day we're asked to start again. Every day we're asked to dance at the edge of mystery. Every day we're asked to release our habitual behavior. And this is going to be funny, but you say, oh, not me. But have you ever balked at being asked to be in sacred service? 
Have you ever balked because somebody said, we're going to have a uh, campaign to raise money? And you go, oh, God, not again. These are all ways that we can participate in conscious change and conscious spiritual practice. Because, But it all starts with choice. What's the choice you're going to make in the moment that will either create a new future that is boundless or a future that has such tight parameters that you're always feeling that you're you're tight in limitation. So Laura Mead, who back in the 60s was the minister who started the whole transition movement, seeing that when ministers leave, there is a transition process that occurs. Lauren Mead says, the way a minister leaves the ministry and the way the leadership and congregation support the leaving in the ensuing months afterwards will strengthen the spiritual community or leave it with so much debris, it will take the new minister a year to clean up. So this is a time of change, transition, conscious transition. And each opportunity for change we go through in life, regardless of the shape, it takes. It's a change point, a turning point that invites a new birth, a new way of being. And Lao Tzu says, because the sage always confronts difficulties, he never experiences them. I'm going to say that again. Because the sage always confronts difficulties, he never experiences them. What does that mean? Think about that in the context of trying to control your environment through conscious choice points moments. Something difficult here. Let's make a conscious choice. Let's see where the choice takes us. Let's not do a lot of complaining and meh, 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 meh. You know, I always think of it, my Bible teacher back at Unity School for Religious Studies used to say that many times congregations are like are like the um, the people wandering in in the desert. And he said, and and what's it say over and over? And the people murmured, and the people murmured, and the people murmured. <laughs> We don't want to be wandering in the desert with the people murmuring. We want to know that we're getting to the promised land. So remembering. And one of the things that we can do, so what can you do? First and foremost, remember, life doesn't happen to you. It happens through you. And Charles Fillmore says, for life to happen through you, you must, too, practice self-observation. So remember, life doesn't happen to you, it happens through you. So in closing, I'm giving you these things to do. Remember also that, that self-observation, Charles Fillmore said, is the prelude to Christ consciousness. Actually, he said honest self-observation. So honestly, watch in every moment how you are showing up, what's being important for you. And remember, there's a roadmap. There's always a roadmap for transition and in ministry we have an outline roadmap of the things that we can do and that's what i'm doing with the board so, so in order to grow spiritually you must be honest about what's going on within you and you must be willing to practice your 
to your self-observation. And three, you must be willing to make conscious choices in the moment, even when you don't want to be conscious. Now, I'd rather go into whining. Be willing to be willing. So three is, is conscious choices. Four is be willing to be willing. Remember Jesus, the master teacher said, you can't put new wines in old wineskins. So the church has to be prepared to be a new wineskin so that the new minister coming in can start with something fresh. And, you know, the quantum law is still applies to everything. Charles Fillmore says, the law works, right use or reverse use. The law works. So how do you want the law to work in your ministry right here, right now? Do you want it to work because you're practicing self-observation, because you're willing to be willing, because you're willing to dance at the edge of mystery, because you're willing to make conscious choices, because you're willing to trust, because you're willing to grow? Or do you want to stay in the quo, status quo? It's all, it's all your choice. So I'm going to leave you with this thought, and it's from Martha Smock, and it's called who um, a writer for Unity, for many years, editor of Daily Word. And her poem is famous. It's called No Other Way. Could we but see the patterns of our days, we should discern how devious were the ways by which we came to this present time, this place in life. And we should climb and the climb that our soul has made up through the years. Know that we could come no other way or grow into our good. Without these steps, our feet found hard to take. God bless you all. And now let us take that deep breath. Close our eyes. Go into the silence. No other way. No other way. That's what change invites us to see. But whatever is before us, it's come to grow us. For life is an ever-evolving, ever-progressive, upward spiral of conscious evolution. So whatever it is that you have brought here today, release it, let it go, and know and claim it has come to grow you. And let us know that thought. No other way in the silence. So to anchor this, I leave you with these words in Aramaic, the ancient language of vibration and sound and frequency.
Forever and ever, truth is truth, and it is so. So be it. Amen. I know what makes me comfortable And I know what makes me tick And when I need to get my way I know how to pour it on thick Cream and sugar in my coffee Right away when I awake I face the day and pray to God I won't make the same mistakes. Oh, the rest is out of my hands. I will learn to let go what I cannot change. I will learn to forgive what I cannot change. And I But I will change, I will change whatever I, whenever I can. Well, I don't know my father or my mother well enough. Seems like every time we talk, we can't get past the little stuff. The pain is self-inflicted. I know it's not good for my health. But it feels easier to please the world than to please myself. Oh, the rest is but I will learn to let go what I cannot change And I will learn to forgive what I cannot change Oh, I will learn to love what I cannot change But I will change, I will change whatever I, whenever I And I will change 
whenever I can. Oh, that was beautiful, Connie. Thank you. And Tony, what a great talk. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, what a great Sunday, isn't it? So are we ready for the change? I am. I am. So I'm going to ask Kayla, would you please put the um, um, affirmation of abundance words in the chat and also the information of where to send donations? And as she's doing that, then let us say our prayer and affirmation for abundance. And let's do that together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Oh, we do live in an abundant, abundant world. All you have to do is look outside with the bounty of summer and see the abundance of God. So I'm going to ask uh, Peg Nugent. She has some announcements for us today. Peg? Thank you. And, um, and why don't we start since uh, Kayla was, was gracious enough to put it in the chat also. Let's start opening to our commitment to change with our prayer for the new, our transition. Uh, with gratitude for the past, we release any concerns about change and beckon the best new leader for Unity Spiritual Center in the Rockies. And I want to just preface the announcements with um, the thought that I learned back when I was in seminary that crisis, the character in Chinese for crisis is actually two characters combined. The character for chaos and the character for opportunity. And I think we've learned throughout this pandemic in the last year that there's been lots of chaos and we have found opportunity through it. We learned with Ariana's leadership and using Zoom last year that the church is not the building. And what we are learning during this time of transition is the church is, not also, is also not its senior minister. The church is all the people ministering together, holding things together, guided and led by spirit, eventually guided by our new minister um, and, and with the help of the board. So we just have so many opportunities that are before us. And so I want to, in these announcements, especially reach out. Um, we already have some members who joined us who have never been in our building before because they joined us during Zoom who have committed to come forward into sacred service and that is just so awesome. I want to encourage some others. We have an opportunity coming up this Saturday, the 28th, to do some of the, the final preparations for our uh, hybrid reopening, uh, still planned for the 5th of September. At 7.30, uh, there will be an opportunity to put mulch all around the fresh wonderful gardening that has been done. Again, 
things that weren't done for an entire year. There have been people working on and it and and transforming. Um, or if you're not a mulcher, and if you are a mulcher, um, and this can be the I know the men's group has been asked, but it can be younger families. You know, bring the kids. Um, if you have wheelbarrows or large bushels to help move, uh, if you've got um, shovels or pitchforks, bring those along. And we can very quickly put the final touches on the beautifying of the grounds before we reopen. Uh, those of you who would prefer to work indoors, we starting at nine, we'll just do a, a touch up cleaning. Remember we had the thorough cleaning because of the break-in, but we want to just take off a year of dust in with vacuuming and mopping the floors and just giving everything a good wipe down. So if you have, uh, have a little time Saturday morning at nine to come in and help with the cleaning, please bring again mops and vacuums because we have limited amount but I especially want to reach out if you have not been one of the regular helpers, consider whether the spirit might be putting on your heart that this is your way to help rebuild and, and show that our church is all the members. Um, so that when we, in, when we go to reopen, um, to know that even then there will still be change. Uh, Tony, you might be reassured to know there's not going to be anybody to come in and say you're in my seat because only some of the seats will be able to be used. So you will find um, papers, you know, blocking off certain sheets, sheet, seats so that we do maintain social distancing. We are trying very much as a board to put into place plans where we're following all the recommendations. We love and value all of our members and we want to do everything to keep everyone's safe. So first and foremost, if you're feeling ill, or if you're in any way compromised, we are committed to maintaining a hybrid service. Remain on Zoom until it is absolutely safe for you to be able to join us in person, because we know we have maintained our community through Zoom. We have even built it. But if you do wish to come, if you have not already told Kayla um, either in the chat last week or by email, do connect with her as soon as you know that you plan to be there on the 5th so that we are able to make sure that we can accommodate everyone. Uh, we will have about 30 some seats available in the sanctuary and if there's overflow, we'll use the fellowship hall for that. Um, we will be starting at 9.30 with the prayer circlet for those of you who like that experience. And so we ask if you have one that you've already made, bring it. Otherwise we will provide one and, and invite you to keep it um, so that um, you can use it from week to week. Sit in one of the seats that is not um, blocked off and um, we will not be taking a collection uh, we do appreciate continuing donations the way you've been doing them, or Jeff has made a beautiful uh, love offering box so that that can be used at the back of the church. Um, for security's sake, the back door will be locked, but if you need to park in the back and use the back door, there's, ring the doorbell and uh, you will be admitted. 
and um, in, in tr to try to prevent any clustering at the end, the ministers will cue people to leave gradually. Um, we are asking, this is a hard one, I know, because I'm a hugaholic, but again, for, for everyone's safety um, and security, while you are in the building, please you know, refrain from hugging and, and handshakes, uh, including with the minister. If, if you leave the building and you want to, you know, with the consent of the other party, uh, engage in that afterwards, that's fine. We will have not fellowship, full fellowship, but we will have outside in the back um, water and iced tea for those people who may wish to socialize a little bit but we ask that you vacate the building so we can do the rest of the, the cleanup that we need to do to prepare for high planes. Um, and uh, I think that's, that's the, the gist of it. We, if we do not have someone available to be a prayer chaplain at that time, you'll be able to tell one of the board members and um, we will make sure that you get a call from a prayer chaplain. So, um, I just hope, and, and we do have one more fellowship outside this Thursday. I know we didn't have many people came the last opportunity, but um, you know what? I still have popsicles and, and freezy things and, and ice cream pops. So if you wanna come, why don't we commit if anyone wishes to come this Thursday um, at, from 6.30 um, to 7.30, we'll just use that time to, to converse and, and hold up, hold into light our reopening, hold up into light the wonderful work of, of our search committee and the new minister that is being prepared for us for our next century and all the, the bingo team and all the hard work, everyone who has been already demonstrating that our church is a church of many, many ministers called its congregants. And I invite you all to join us and increase that number of people involved. Thank you. Thank you, Peg. And I would also like to put in a word right now. You have an opportunity to be a volunteer at this church. We have so many opportunities to stand up and shine, just like um, Reverend Tony was talking about today. We can make the difference. We have a prayer chaplain training going on. It will change your life. If you could feel just totally at one, saying a prayer with all of the people of our congregation, that's huge conscious change. That's a conscious choice to show up into evolutionary change. We have usher positions that you can sign up for. Stand up and be counted and be the, the change we need in this world. So let us pray. I just wanna say thank you, Tony Bain, for being here. It was a lovely, lovely talk. And Connie, your songs were wonderful. I have so enjoyed just being a congregant and kind of just running a little bit of it. It just was fun attending church and not being church. So thank you guys. Let us pray. We just go from our heads down to our hearts. And remember the frequency that Tony was talking about. 
call forth the highest frequency of love and feel that in your physical heart. Call forth the gratitude you have for all living life. And we prepare for this time of change knowing that this is exactly the place where we are. We are at the, we will dance at the edge of mystery and we will enter into the greatest next level of consciousness. We are a unity church and we will enter into quantum evolution. We will let go and go with the flow and leave the resistance. We know that this is an energetic world that we live in and we can choose our vibration at any moment. So let us take that conscious choice to say, yes, I'm going to show up as quantum love. Yes, I'm going to show up in quantum service. Yes, I'm going to be there for my spiritual community. And we create this path as we say together, today, today is a day of good fortune. Today is a day of good fortune. Let's say that together. Today is a day of good fortune. And so it is. Amen and amen. As we get ready to part, everyone, let's sing our closing song together. And if you don't have your video on, I really invite you to do so, so that we can truly connect with our eyes and our, uh, and our imaginary ears. So sing out, because remember, nobody can hear you, right? <laughs> And as always, if someone comes to mind, connect with them. Let the light within you shine. We are all connected. Look into another's eyes. See your light reflected. We Have a blessed week, everyone. Bye-bye. If you'd like to stay for fellowship, click the button to join a breakout room. Otherwise, if you're leaving, have a wonderful week. And God bless you.